football on off the ball with Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports now you're very welcome back so happy to say in studio we have Keith Tracy Republic of Ireland International we have Dion Fanning the Currencies Associate Editor and we have Shane Keegan Cove Ramblers Manager you're all very welcome thanks Joe please the uh, morning into afternoon now after the night before. So 2-1 defeat for Ireland. We're going to reflect on that over the next hour. Lots of texts in to 53106. Uh, keep them coming in. I would say very supportive in the main of Stephen Kenny thus far. Uh, add off the ball is where you'll get us on uh, Twitter. So let's start with the game itself and then we'll go big picture. First half, we were very happy. Very happy, I thought. Uh, really positive. Exciting. Again, uh there are times in the first half where you kind of you know you have to remind yourself don't get carried away because they haven't won this match you haven't won this match yet but again you, everything looks positive the team looked so cohesive so well organised and and I thought also kind of so physically impressive like they were big strong and it's amazing we dropped our, our biggest player and yet there's this you know, real physicality about Ireland that looked just really, really mm. good. Mm. And everything just seemed uh, encouraging. And a nice balance as well in that, like from the off, uh, Bazuna wasn't afraid to go long with kicks. I mean, there was a degree, of, there was a bit of variety. They were certainly trying to play football, but there was a pragmatism there. So, I, I, you know, they're, they're the kind of things we've been talking about a lot during the Kenny area. And that all seemed to be good. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant for the first 10, 15 minutes. We just played over the press because it's just, it's commonsensical isn't it if you're going to Hamden and they're going to pressure they want the crowd up they want to set traps in the middle of the pitch they want to rob the ball in your final third so just play over it and it was no problem because they wanted it when they played against Ukraine they wanted to be on the halfway line and we had Obafemi in which I thought I can understand why he played him but look we get into it later I think there's there's an awful lot of decisions for Stephen Kenny to make in that game but the first half was excellent we went the whole game restricted them no shots on target but I think the intensity fell a little bit in the second half and everybody's saying we played well, we played well. Malumbi, Noy Cullen did play well, but I can't ever remember him passing the ball forward. Mm. It was all in a defensive manner, it was all getting the ball back, doing the horrible stuff, but not, none of the nice passes, no setting up, no assist, no going past people in the middle of the pitch. It was all very good defensively. Yes, a lot of the through balls were from the back three almost, exactly. forward and playing them through. Shane? Yeah, it, it it sounds wise in, in, in hindsight now, but my the first thing I thought at halftime, I was really impressed with the first half, particularly our shape out of the ball. When you match those two shapes up against each other, the question mark for the Irish side obviously is who's going to go to the fullbacks when the fullbacks step forward because you don't have your normal 7 and 11 who would yeah. deal with it in a more traditional shape. And normally it would be the wing backs that would come up to them. But the wor- it, was, it was the midfield tree for Ireland. They were swinging that tree from side to side each time. So it was Knight when it came out. His side was the one trying to get out and stop the right full advancing. And then when it was coming out Malumbi's side, he was trying to get across and try and stop the left full out from advancing, which had then had the knock-on effect that Cullen, who will normally just kind of sit off, he would leave that sitting-off position and run straight up to either McTominay or McGregor. And I remember thinking... They're doing this brilliantly, but how the hell are they going to? Yeah, how the hell are they going to keep that going <laughs> for 90, for 90 minutes? minutes? And there was one moment early on where Knight went out to Hickey. It wasn't Patterson, of course. Went out to Hickey, and he was nutmegged. And straight away, Scotland had bodies in behind the midfield, and that seemed like is, is the plan for him to go? Do they not want McLean to push up? Because there was always that vulnerability if Malumbi went out right hand side or Knight came left hand side. If they were beaten, yeah. then 
Scotland are very good at flooding that area in behind and suddenly they were in on the back three. It didn't seem to happen too often though, it seemed to work okay. Oh, they, I thought in the first half they did it so, so well and then the knock-on effect with the, the two in front is because the three are coming across, one of the two has to fill a bit of a gap off the other side of, of the field, if that makes sense. And again, they were doing that really well. I thought Parrot and Obafemi, whichever of them, had to drop in and just fill that gap out there. We're doing it really well. I just thought there's some amount of running in that, yeah. like, particularly yeah. Cullen's one. Like, it's probably the best player I've seen at, at doing that role where you're the deep midfielder, but you actually run all the way up and press the other the opposition's deep midfielder is Fabinho. He's he's brilliant at it. He'll just depart and mm. bypass the two centre midfielders and run up and do it. Yeah. And Cullen was doing that, doing that really, really well. But I, I did, I, you know, I did say at halftime at home watching, I was going, Jesus, like that, that's excellent. But my God, I'm going to need fair legs to keep it's that It's such a long run as well, because if you're running towards the, if you're playing in the middle of a tree and you're running out to the right back or the left back, do you have an easy pass to mm. Christie or to whoever was playing in the wing for Scotland? So you almost have to run around it to, to block the channel, but then you're forcing them in the middle of the pitch. So there was an awful lot of tankless running for the middle of the pitch. And, but and why do you think Stephen Kenny said, well, Knight and Malumbi, you're going to make those tankless runs out to fullbacks as opposed to McLean and Doherty you squeeze up well, but you're leaving McLean and Doherty 1v1 and we've seen for Scotland's first goal Doherty's not a great 1v1 defender so if he gets beaten on the halfway line and he's running beyond you're really really struggling because you're not going to catch Christie uh, whoever it is on the Scottish wings they're so quick so you don't really want you don't want your fullbacks going out there you want the five to be quite flat and okay. just have cover so the tree can keep on a swivel with Cullen staying there just swivel and swivel but like Shane is saying there was an awful lot of oh. running and they were always going to run out of steam there's times I was looking at night where the ball's out to there right back again and he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair when you look at Parrott's miss I think Parrott although you know the ball gets stuck under his feet it's not a great finish yeah. I think he's done so much running in the game that he's just a little bit tired and it, it, it's quite a tired finish yeah the five the, the five in front of the back five are doing a huge amount of running so that the back five don't. And yeah. then, yeah, as you say, then unfortunately you, you might find yourself a bit short on legs then when you need the attack inside of it. Because, like, it, and it, again, it, it was a very impressive first half performance. But it was a, it was a very impressive first half performance still with us, without the ball. Like, we, had, mm. we actually had more of the ball in the second half. We had 39% possession in the first half. But we were we were setting traps and we were setting yeah. it up well and when we were turning it over we looked we looked good and we looked explosive. But it was um, it was a half that we played predominantly without the ball, but mm. just played it very well without the ball. Dion, those two goals conceded, neither of them looked good on uh, review. Stephen Kenny's saying that Brown was pushed, but I don't know if you're cushioning your fold. Do you put your hands up that high? He was pushed by. He was pushed by an Irish player. Maybe the the player who pushed him was pushed by a, a Scottish player. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know where, where where the line is for uh, for fouls on that. Um, no, both goals and like both goals are, are ones you're going to look at and just think can't give them away. No. Uh, Doherty, obviously, for the first one, it's interesting. The lad saying about you know like the midfield getting tired, but that was the defensive action yeah. of a tired player. Yeah. Doherty like dangling out a leg. He's praying that the cross is hit on his leg. Hits it. The last thing he wants is another touch and have to go again. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, and that's only you now. I uh, talking to Shane beforehand. I was like watching it again today, and you know, like the first five minutes of the, first, the second half, Ireland started okay, uh, and then just that attack, and again, it's just a, a tiredness manifests itself. Free header, um, mm. and it, it every like the the. the the game doesn't change because you know the, we, the chances. Doherty had a great chance after that. Parrot obviously, um, 
but it does it does it, it's it does slightly it does alter the complexion of things and it makes it makes all that running I guess I think the thing is if after five minutes of the half of the second half you concede that goal yeah. all the running you've done in the first half then becomes harder again to think right we've got to do it all again to just to keep to keep it level now oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's going to have mac- massive negative consequences for him because I, I think whatever hope he had previously I think that action alone that defensive contribution alone ensures Antonio Conte doesn't pick him this side of the World Cup break Conte's not going to pick Matt Doherty if, if that's what he's going to do in mm. a defensive situation like that You were saying you don't like him in 1v1s generally it's more than tiredness for you Yeah I, I, well I think that's the trend we're sent uh, with wing backs these days they're not generally great defending you think of the best you know you think of Trent Alexander-Arnold Kyle Walker they're not the best 1v1 defenders in the world especially Trent Alexander-Arnold but Kyle Kyle's so quick that you can get past him and he'll come back to you so he his pace gets him out of an awful lot of trouble but in terms of Matt, I think Matt's Matt's best attributes are going forward, and when he's when he stood up one v one, I think you know you can manipulate the ball, you can get past them, and it's not even that. Sometimes you go past them, and it's like it doesn't bother him. You know, he will jog back so after you. Sometimes the body language is a bit like like for, the talent is there, but this is a, like I, throughout this campaign a couple of times I've thought, well, maybe it's Matt's sharpness, but it is a trend. Certainly, I found myself thinking it for eighteen months of like. Come on, a bit more in just in your body language yeah. almost. Well, look, it's the easiest thing in the world for a footballer. You know, if, if somebody skips past you and all of a sudden you've got them hard yards to run back, you can just start thinking, oh, well, I'm not playing at my club. Things aren't going great here either. Why would I run back? And it's just those two or three seconds that you're, you're down in the dumps and you just don't do it. And it becomes the norm then to react like that. And sometimes you can just get into a bit of a rut of reacting the wrong way. And yeah, his body language isn't great. But look, he's a super player. He's obviously not playing at sports, but defensively, he can do better than that. I was just dangling a leg, and it was a bit of tiredness. I I accept that, but I think Matt's best attributes going forward and defensively he can be found out. Mm. Dion, as Obafemi squares the ball brilliantly, by the way, that's a, that's a hard pass to play around yeah. the defender at pace. Because how often do we see them played in behind someone or too far ahead yeah, intercepted? Yeah. So what a pass! And Troy Parts about to take his first touch, and I hit pause and I say, Dion, <laughs> yes or no? Uh, yeah. Um, what was your sense? Well, it's funny because when that counter had ha- happened, what you're expecting not to be pulled off is the pass. Yeah, that's the bit. And so when, once he made the pass, if I write, that's that's the hard bit is over. Well, now. I think then we all sit up yeah. and go, "Oh, we're on." Yeah. yeah. No, I, like I was certain once because that the pass was the thing. You know, that can go behind him and go too far in front of him. Whatever, but the pass was perfect. I thought, yeah. and and then he just can't get it. And you look at it then, as he can't get it out of from under his feet, and he mm. kind of he kind of scuffs it off his uh, mm. his leg, like his other it's the leg. Second, it's yeah. the second touch kills him. Yeah, it's yeah. The second Stuck touch. under him, Absolutely. under his feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parrot at underage level was his game about being prolific in those instances that was him Yeah, that, w- yeah, that was his game his goal scoring rate at underage levels for Tottenham was tr- absolutely outstanding and yeah. those type of goals presumably yeah I think he would have probably been regarded nearly more so as just being clinical inside the 18 yard box in terms of you know one touch finishes cross comes in bang back of the net from, from a lot of what I would have saw in his underage appearances for, for Spurs and that but that's still you know, that's still a chance he oh, absolutely yeah. has to be taken. He was even too far away from the keeper. Like that second touch, as you say, he, should, he could take it in closer. It ends up being an easy save. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It ends up being quite yeah. a comfortable save, really, doesn't it? Like yeah, keeper it doesn't have to do outstandingly well to save it, which is what he would be most annoyed about. It's, it's the, But all day long, it's the second. You can get away with the first touch. First touch is just a settler, but it's the second one to get it out from under his feet. He just 
kind of and maybe with a kick it at all, bit more composure, yeah. he takes an, another touch before shooting just to really get it out of his feet. Yeah, well, once he took once he took the bad second touch, it's under his feet. I thought the only option then was to try and fake a shot and bring it round the goalkeeper. 100%. But look, listen, in the heat of the moment, you're thinking I'll just I'll just slot it. It'll be easy, but. Mm. It wasn't there to be hit. He wasn't under pressure. I'm not sure if he knew, you know, what was around him. If he knew the picture, and he just rushed it. He rushed it. But like I said, I do think he was tired. He'd done so much work going from side to side throughout the game, getting into physical battles, and I think he was just a little bit tired. But like we said, he's not a prolific goal scorer. The, the noise is coming out of Preston is he's doing really, really well, but he's just not hitting the back of the net. And I think that was quite similar again last night. Done really, really well, but. See, he's not a prolific goal scorer. We comforted ourselves with the he hasn't scored in ten games for Preston by the fact that they'd only scored three and ten as a team, so maybe he wasn't getting the chances. Yeah, well, look, Preston aren't a free; they don't score an awful lot of goals. And even us, Ireland, we only average three shots on target a game, which is not an awful lot when you think of Obafemi, Parrot. These are lads who are feeling their way into the international scene, and if you're going to give them three shots on target a game. That's some ratio to be to be yeah. hitting the back of the net in game. So we need to provide more for them. You know, a lot of people are jumping on Parrot's shoulders saying if he just scored that, which you know, in black and white, that is the terms of it. But there's an awful lot more to the game than just that miss. When Darty chopped inside and shot was left foot, Malumbi was sprinting in and praying for him just to slide it to him and let him hit it on the run. What, what was your sense of that moment? Well, when it's it initially happened. I wanted him to shoot just because the angle, if he shoots across the goalkeeper, you would have thought that the keeper's going to save it and parry it into a really dangerous area. That's what I wanted him to do. When it was on his right foot When initially. it was on his right foot, okay. yeah, I thought it was there. But he, he chopped back and it wasn't a bad chop. He's there, it's there to hit on his left foot, but, you know, Matt Doherty on his left foot. But, you know, you, you want him to think a couple of steps ahead and think, if I chop back onto my left foot here, is this really the best option for me? He's not a great left-footed player. He, he doesn't use it an awful lot. So that was a wrong decision. It was there to be hit and... I think he made a wrong decision, compounded with another wrong decision. And obviously, if it goes in, in the top corner, it's, it's excellent. But he made one wrong decision and followed it up with another one. Mm. What was good about last night from an Irish perspective? Or who was good, Dion? Or what jumped out to you that's a definite positive? Um, Nathan Collins, again. Uh, again, for, exceptional. Like We talked about the midfield and what, what they did and didn't do. But then you see what, what he's doing in, in particular and the way he's defending, but also coming forward like that... Uh, in that break break down the right um, in the first half, you know that Obafemi then plays out to McLean and you know the stuff moments like that. He, he's an exceptional exceptional player. Uh, um, midfield in terms of the of the work rate, but again, it's it's a, it is it's you know what half do you want what 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 half do you want to use to to look at for for signals for the future, and if you look at the first half, you think right. There's so much to get to be encouraged about. I, I like. I thought. I, I thought Obafemi was great in the first half. I thought his touches were really good. I thought there was a real sign of him, uh, just providing something again. Just that that we we, we you know the the chance to go on the break you know with the parrot chance things like that. Uh, those kind of things that that are are great assets to have. Um, so there was a, I like we'll, we'll get into the bigger picture, like, but you know, I remain uh, steadfast yes. uh, and like and positive about it, um, and we can get into that. But I think there there are players there, like I think Collins, the way he's developing, is is like of, of all the things to get it to get be encouraged by. That's mm. that's a real one. Make the case to be steadfast then, and I would say by the way, the majority of texters, for what it's worth, are with you. Very positive about what Kenny's doing. 
we have to be nuanced about this. It's not just a case of we lose, therefore we, we you know, uh, turn our back well, on, what, on all the progress he's made. Well, I'll make a few cases, yeah. some of them more facetious than the others. But first one, I'd say, are you not entertained? Like, I find, that I, I, every time we talk about this is what I saw, so I'm not saying anything different. Sure. But this is, I find Ireland matches now far more engaging and exciting than they have been for for a long time. Um, now people will say, "Okay, you don't, you know, we, we want the victory, we want the qualification." That's true, but for the for these types of games to be actually as excited watching an Ireland team is really that, that hasn't happened in a long time, and it's because of the th- like even when you're talking about it and the demands that are being put on the things that he's asking the players to do. Maybe he's crazy to do it. But the things he's asking midfields to do, all these things to do, it's, it's you know, cuter, more, more world-weary, cynical managers will probably be saying, why are you doing that? Mm. But he is actually trying to get them to do things that are adventurous. Not necessarily in the way they're always they're playing now, because we said it's it's not you know it's not the kind of pure football that. Uh, you know, people, you know, that m- might have been spun at one stage, but it's still, it's a, it's a daring type of football. And I find it engaging mm. and entertaining. And I find the matches, perhaps because you know that anything could happen. And do you feel that uh, things are very much still in a state of progress? Or are we just bobbing around at a certain level? I think there's, I think there's, there's progress. I, uh, it's a good, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question though. Um, um, I think there is. I think there is pro. I thought again last night, first half. You'd say right. This is again. There's there's progress here. Uh, a team that, like, for all the things we laid out, here's a team playing in a way that you know requires requires preparation, requires coaching, requires everyone to know what they're meant to be doing. Um, and there's eleven of them doing it, and that seems like progress. Like the fact that it's it's maybe too much to ask players to do it for 90 minutes is an issue but it did seem I would say that that's progress I, again the the defence the, the the way they, they played together all those things it just looked like okay there's there's real there's real foundations here mm. um, and I also think and it's a strange thing like you know there's only it's only been two years you know what I mean it's not a long time Really? Yeah. Like people, because we've been having the same debate since match day one, practically, it seems like a lot longer. Mm. But it's only, it's like Stephen Kenny had his first match two years ago, I think. You so know? What is it, like half a Premier League season? Yeah, it's 20, it's 20, yeah 27 matches or something like that. Yeah. So like, uh, now that's, that's, that's just the game. Like international football, you don't get... 90 matches or whatever matches or 60 matches whatever Premier League manager might get before but it's still a short period of time and the Euros are going to decide things obviously but but that's really there's been a lot of noise for what failure to qualify for a World Cup Mm. which you know we would nobody I don't think anyone would qualify for a World Cup Mm. Keith yeah, if I'm honest, I think I think we're exactly where we should be in the group. I think the only issue for me is that Stephen came out at the start of it all and said he expects us to be there or thereabouts to win it. 
I'm, I was never on board with that. I think Ukraine are outstanding when Ukraine start eleven are outstanding, not the not the Ukraine team that came here. Scotland are by far, you know, they're predominantly a Premier League team. Che Adams and Ryan Fraser coming off the bench, so so strong. So to say that he thought we were going to top the group over them too, I never seen that to be honest. And look, we are a team in transition. We have a couple of hard workers. We got some really good, decent young players, but. We don't have any, just that little sprinkling of stardust just yet. And if that comes along, if somebody develops into that, brilliant. But at the minute, we're a really hard-working team. We're trying to do things right. We are progressing, but in that final tour, we just we just lack. We're just toothless. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, I watched it with yourselves last night, and, and I thought... So Damien, Damien Delaney was probably harder on Stephen and maybe a bit harder on the Irish team than I would have been looking at it overall. Yet, he made his point in a way that I thought was, you know, it was very well put, particularly when he said that thing of, you know, I'd, I've never fancied management, but if I was given carte blanche where results don't matter, I'd fancy it then. Like, it can't, you know, it, it absolutely cannot continue that we all keep saying there's signs of progress and there's young players and therefore it's fine that the results aren't aren't going our way. Um, it is very much going to come down to the European campaign. Um, it's expanded. There's more opportunity. I'm looking at the qualifying. It's, it's still, I still think we're going to end up having to punch above our weight probably to, to try and qualify from it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and that, that essentially is the number one problem. Like we, we have to punch above our weight all the time. Yeah. Because like one of the points I put to Damien, I was curious. So based on these two years, because there's not a huge amount of time, especially when you're talking about giving debuts to 16 players in 18 months and seven of last night's 11 are under 23. Do you feel like we're pitching up in March for the Euros qualifiers? Are we pitching up there with a lot of the kinks ironed out and the vulnerabilities ironed out and battle hardened and ready to go to the point that you'd feel confident to qualifying for Europe? And he said no. Mm. And it, as you said, I don't want to... Um, misquote him but his general sense was I don't care if they're all under 23 that's irrelevant uh, there has to be a certain point where results are taken into account and if it's just a case if I can play young players and saying I'm playing free-flowing football and I'm always in a state of progress and I'm never being held accountable for results then what are we doing here? Okay so, so my argument there would be so that's a good way of putting it if we take the midfield three okay and we take the last 12 months okay when we get to March next year, are we in a better chance of qualifying with Cullen, Knight and Malumbi having played consistently and regularly for Ireland over the last 12 months and then being the starting midfield three as against Stephen having been a bit more conservative, not having pitched them three in and we're still with a midfield three of, I don't know, Hendrik Horahan and, I don't know, A.N. Erler. Yeah, I think we're in a better place to try and, and, and qualify now with those three with 12 months experience of international football under their belt. They're, they're three very, very good young players. Um, and I think the learning curve will, the learning curve is pretty much going to have to be over um, by the time March comes around. But again, my point is, like, depending on the draw we get, depending on the teams you come up against, like, unless you're an unless you're an ardent Celtic fan or Scottish football fan like I don't think people realise how good the likes of like like Cal McGregor is a good step ahead of anything we have in centre midfield he's a good without being a world football superstar he is a good good step ahead of anything Champions we have in League centre. football 
you know, he, he, I thought he was excellent last night. Absolute, just metronome, just ball, move, 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 move. Never gives it away. Defence splitting pass when that's on. Keep it simple when it's on. Um, and I think we have, particularly Cullen, I don't think Cullen was at his best, best last night. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Cullen. Mm. I don't think he was at his best, best last night. He is the one that I think can be a McGregor. Absolutely, I think he will be a McGregor within the next two years, there or thereabouts. But... Scotland had established centre midfielders that we could only dream of in McGregor and, and Scott McTominay last night, which means you were you were going to have to punch above your weight, which is why, like, it, it, both sentences can be true. It, it's fine to say Ireland were quite good last night, Scotland were way better than us. I, I, think, it's, I think they're both fair enough statements, so they are. And I think it's also fine for, you know, us to say there's real signs of improvement there and also fine for Damien to say... But hold on, lads, we're not getting results. Like again, both statements are true. It doesn't have to be one over the other. And does it concern you that like um so I take your point, Scotland being better. And say the Martin O'Neill era where there was a sense leaks out from various quarters that the preparation during the week in mm. training was average enough. But there was something like about O'Neill, his personality or the intangibles, it sort of inspired the team to go out and get a result. You know, in that, in that kind of a scenario. That yeah, okay, on paper. They're probably a bit better than us and more Premier League players, but actually, let's find a way here. And are, are we too almost, doesn't matter that we lost, good progress. I don't know if that that message which is put out to the media doesn't also infiltrate the camp that, you know, it's okay, we're kind of, we're still making progress. Maybe at a certain point, a tougher taskmaster would let a team know, I know, it's like, the time for that's over. We actually need you to go out and put it up to these lads and get a result now. Yeah, but I suppose on the flip side, as Keith said, you know, Stephen said at the start, he expected to try and go and win the group. So, he, you know, he certainly wasn't vocally saying, you know, we're likely to finish third in this group and that'll be fine, lads. Mm. You know, he was putting more demands on them and then you take a slightly different approach when results yeah. don't, don't yeah, go I don't, I don't But I do, I get. Yeah. But I think you see the players after the game last night, they're not looking like players who kind of, they've been excused uh, defeat. Oh, you they're know, disappointed, they're, I know. And I think Kenny is the same. Like, it's not... Brendan Rogers, when he was at Swansea talking up like every time they lost you know it was great for the people to come out and see this great Swansea team today mm. that kind of stuff like it's not uh, washing away defeats or just making making excuses for them I don't think I know what you're I know what you're saying like is there a point when you draw a line but I do think and go back to the Damien Delaney point which I think again you can totally just like see the argument for it but like and you said, like what are we? What are we? You know, like if, like paraphrasing it, like what are we doing here? I think whatever happens, like what Stephen Kenny has done, has been is critically important for Irish football. Mm. You know, to kind of say, right, we're going to see where these players are. We're going to do like Shane makes. You know, like bringing players through, doing this, doing this stuff. Whatever happens, that was essential. It was really essential. And it's and funny, I get, the, I get the sense from Damien, he agrees with that. And I think this yeah. has been a very good transitional phase, but now he's almost saying, right, but give, you it, have, give yeah. us something to feel oh, good yeah. about no, next no, year. That, that's, that is true. Yeah. Like, and you can't, you can't, but you have, to at some, you have to, for a certain period, detach from results. Or else we go back into what we did before, paying managers, we can't do it anymore, we're paying managers two million quid a year. Oh, true, that is because true. Because we thought they were going to get us results. And they didn't do anything. That was, that was, that was far, far worse. Mm. That was far, far worse for Irish football. Like, and we, again, I've got to go. We're paying the. We're still paying the, the, the consequences of that time. Are still, we're still living with. Yeah. Um, my, but, my but sense, that's funny one enough. thing that I think it, it is, it yeah, is yeah. vital for Irish football. My, my sense actually is that um, 
former internationals looking in your direction are are a little bit less Definitely. impressed than the rest of us. I think, I think there is a degree with the former players I'm talking to on off the record just generally I feel there is a degree of uh, giving a lot of rope here and, and they're less willing to go along with it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think there is an awful lot of ex-players, ex-internationals who aren't happy with it. Stephen has given an awful lot of rope but I think the facts remain the same. The pool of talent is not like it has been over the years, you know. The, the Irish teams I was in with Trapatoni, it was pretty similar to last night. We worked hard, we did what we needed to do, we were experienced, mm. but we had people on the pitch who would hit the back of the net. All we had to do was get half a chance for Robbie and he'd score. Now, the lads are working hard, they're staying in games, they're punching above their weight. Like, last night against Scotland in the midfield, we were out way. They're much better than us in the middle of the pitch, but that wasn't the problem. Yeah. The problem was the final third. They had three shots on target, scored two of them. We'd four, I think we had five shots on target and scored one. So the final third is a big, big one for me. So we're hard working, we're doing all that. We, we're drilled really well, we're passing the ball a little bit better, we're better to watch. But we just need somebody at the final end, like an Obafemi, to just catch fire. So then to be fair to Stephen Kenny, that sounds like he's taking every box. That's all you can ask of a manager. <sighs> yeah, again, the results, what's it? it's, it's one win in 15 games in, in the Nations League. I know that they're not all under Stephen Kenny, but every time a manager gets sacked, it's always, well, it's a results business. Mm. That's always the paraphrase, well, it's a results business, I understand. And looking at results alone, he shouldn't be in the job. If we're, if we're calling a spade a spade here but I think for me I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to give him a little bit of rope because I do believe we're, we're moving in the right direction and the talent we have there is not what we're used to we don't have that superstar we don't have Robbie Keane or Damien Duff we just don't have it our best players are goalkeepers and the lads in the middle are punching above their weight and like I say if we get an Obafemi a Troy part of the catch fire then maybe something can happen if someone, if Evan Ferguson or something can come through, yeah, like even that's, somebody else from the twenty ones, uh, you know, that would be um, that. That would be you know, if he can develop the way people hope he can develop, or somebody, you know, that kind of thing, where you actually get because it is the thing, you know, we are missing, and it's always been the case. It's been the case for a long time. Yeah, you're missing when we when you play other teams, you see they got one player. So just two, three, four. Five more years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd you know, be terrible. Like, you know, if Evan, if Evan Ferguson, you know, evolves into a superstar and you're looking and you're thinking, God, Stephen Kenny, uh, just was the well, one thing he needed. You was, see, we're uh, always looking a for a 20 that year old. Aren't we? Troy yeah, was yeah. Uh, to be that savior. Yeah, I know we are. That. But that's what football, like, that's, yeah. but th- th- they get produced out of systems too. And we're, again, we're going back to talk about yeah. what we've been left with here. See, the, the question I find myself having to ask of myself based on, on what kind of what you've put the key to is, the positives I keep finding in the performance and in what he's doing, am I finding those positives because they're genuinely there and because they're because yeah. they genuinely exist, or am I finding those positives because I find Stephen to be such a great guy and I want him so desperately to be successful and I want him to succeed? Is that why I'm finding those positives, or are they real positives? But, you know? the, but I, I think the, ge- the genuine sense of uh, engagement with the with the with the matches. I don't think that's out of maybe it is maybe it is partly because people want Kenny to succeed but I don't know I, I no, you're right we, we are it, the games are definitely better I mean, nobody better. can I know I that. totally agree and kudos to whoever invented the Nations League like it's, to be fair there's no way you're getting that over normal friendly last night like I that it's, it's, I thought Proper it was brilliant big nights it yeah. felt like yeah I, I think Tuesday will be very interesting against Armenia because they're the teams that we struggle against you know your likes of Scotland the bigger nations that will play against us will open up a bit because they believe they can go toe to toe us the likes of Armenia who will say right we'll just get behind the ball and see if they can break us down 
that's when we really struggle. And we will have be, we will have more possession. We'll have we all will those have things. an awful lot yeah. of possession, and it'll probably end up with a Shane Duffy header in the 90th minute. <laughs> we win one nil. But what do we make? How do we make sense of that? Well, exactly. But you know, that's I, I'm really looking forward to Tuesday night because I think that would be a more realistic benchmark of where this Irish team is. We can lift our levels against the Scotlands, against the teams who will play against us, the lower nations that come here and just try and defend. That's where we'll see if we're actually progressing on it. OK, I'm going to get to your text messages which are uh, flooding in and we'll have a final few minutes with Keith Tracy, Dion Fanning, Shane Keegan. Our football coverage and off the ball is brought to you by Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Back in one sec. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports The only thing you care about That's right, the football pod is back If GAA is the only thing you care about Make sure you don't miss the return of the football pod You just knew what was coming down the track Subscribe to the football pod wherever you get your podcasts Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports We're talking football here in Off The Ball We have Keith Tracy, Dion Fanning, Shane Keegan I'll get to some of your texts in uh, just a moment We were um, continuing the chat during the ad break You asked one of those uh, wonderful, strange hypotheticals (laughs) Uh, Keith, you said if Mick McCarthy was in charge of this current squad and this Nations League campaign he turned to me and said, would he get more points? And I said, I don't know. And you said? I think he would have. Just, like, it would have been horrible to watch. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm, I'm not saying that by far. It's just one of them questions that I think if Mick McCarthy had this group of lads, obviously Duffy would be playing that. That's a given. He'd probably be upfronted, But <laughs> it would be, it'd be all set pieces. But I think there is a horrible way for that Ireland team to go and win games. We're trying to do it the right way. We're trying to play football. I get all that. But I think at this stage, there should be more points on the board. Mm. But I think yeah. there, there's more to life than a few <laughs> more points in the Nations League. That's the, that's the debate. Yeah. What matters more? What would you prefer? Well, I'd, I'd prefer not to be in a relegation battle with Armenia. We're not in a relegation battle with Armenia. <laughs> well, if, if Armenia beat us, we're last, aren't we? Well, yeah, but we're not going to lose to Armenia and Dublin, are we? We'll be lost in them away. Where would that leave Stephen Kenny, seriously? Because the FAI and Stephen Kenny, they are hitched and he's absolutely getting the Euros campaign. Do you think a defeat on Tuesday would change that? I think a defeat on Tuesday would would have a little bit of noise around it. Sure. But, for, but for me, he has to stay in. We've, we've given him the new contract. Let him have a crack at the Euros with the lads he's, he's, yeah. he's training for it. So, yeah, for me, if he does lose, I do think there will be noise. But I think it'd be quite naive to remove him now because I don't think there's a big line of people wanting the job and would you prefer uh, a few more Nations League points on the board and it have been horrible to watch the six games no no I'm not I'm, I'm, I don't want that that's not what I want I, this is what I'm saying I, I do I am prepared to give Stephen some time and give him some rope because the way he's trying to go about it is right it is better to watch I get that but the player inside me and the analyst inside me looks at it and just thinks there's a horrible way we could get something here. <laughs> something we could get. And the way you say horrible, it means really bad. Really? Well, look, I've played in Sean Dice and Sam Allardyce's team, so I've seen, I've seen some horrible <laughs> stuff. But there is a, there, there is a, there's just something in me that says we could go and we could have, we could have won against Scotland. Now, we could have... We, Sean Dice is available, Keith. Well, yeah, get him in. <laughs> get him in for me. Look, and uh, what you said as well, like, there's this notion that the next manager, if there is a next manager to come in, that he, 
it's not going to be football. You know, the next manager can take over Stephen Kenny's mantle and, and move on. Yes, but, yes. but for me, look, keep him in it, give him a chance, let him see how the Euros goes. But it is know. the Euro, like the, the Euros is what it'll be decided that on. That decides everything. Because, like, what yeah. are, again, like, okay, relegation from the Nations League, like, uh, who, who really cares too much about that? We missed out, like, the the playoff against Slovakia, World Cup qualification, which we said it was a was long shot no matter, you know, I don't know I don't know if we could, you know, get horribly to the World Cup. You know, getting qualifying for the World Cup is probably beyond this squad. Yeah. Whoever is the manager, whatever way you, you, you play. Mm. So this is the one the Euros is the is the is the is the test that's and the, this, yeah. and that's and you know and again a competition that the way it is now Ireland should be qualifying and for. then hopefully the next World Cup considering we're going to thirty two teams yeah, we yeah, might, so that's, we that's might get to experience yeah. it next time and that, that Euros qualification next year is going to be a very intense period starts in March ends in November it's yeah. going to be a sprint um, some, do you want some of the text coming in mm. so, <laughs> so uh, either we qualify and Stephen keeps his job. Or we don't and we get a new manager. Surely we just let this play out. At least we get to watch some decent build-up play while we wait. So that's... I, I think that probably sums up where, where we all are, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the most uh, agreeable text that's come in. Uh, lads, maybe a more objective analysis came from a Scottish supporter. I watched the game with last night. His opinion was that Scotland passed Ireland off the pitch for most of the game. He subsequently followed up with, well, it was mostly Championship and League One players playing against mid to lower Premier League players. I couldn't argue with him in fairness. It's Finn and Navin. Uh, Jack and Mick both had uh, English players who signed for Ireland in previous eras. We would have had Rice and Grealish. Uh, lads, this Irish team isn't perfect, but it's making progress with a lot of inexperienced players. Scotland had six Premier League regulars and they're starting outfield 10. Ireland had one and did enough to at least earn a draw last night. Kenny's taken charge of the squad in the biggest transition we've ever seen in Irish football history and he's doing a very good job is another text in, which is probably fair enough when you look at the transition. But don't know if I'd agree with did at least enough to get, uh, earn a draw. Yeah. I thought Scotland were a good bit better, better team. Yeah. Last night. yeah. And it's funny, like we all looked through our, our own prism. Steve Clark afterwards was talking about the opening half and he was saying, look, we're, we're bloody tired from the Ukraine game. We knew we'd just have to withstand Ireland having more energy and then we'd kind of come good. So, you know, we're saying, God, look at this first half it was brilliant. And Steve Clark's calm enough on the sideline thinking it's OK, they're going to have a bit more energy than us. So yeah. that was part of the story as well. Yeah, yeah, no, look, they were, they were, they were the better side. Uh, look, again, you know, the whole thing, if Troy scores, we, we do almost definitely get something out of the game, you would yeah. have imagined. Um, but that doesn't equate to we did enough to definitely deserve something out of the game. I mean, I was, you know, they had, they were better than us in almost every metric, really, so they were. I mean, I was looking even at the, the like, the average touch map, like, just to show how on the back foot we were, two Ireland players had their average touch of a ball in the game over the halfway line. That was the front two. Scotland had one, two, three, four, five, six players and the two full backs on the halfway line. They nearly had eight players whose average touch was over the halfway line. Yeah, That's how on the back foot we, we, we were. We, but yeah, we managed those situations quite well. Probably at times because of some superb last ditch defending. Yeah. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you know, yeah. brilliant that we did such brilliant last ditch defending. Oh, sugar, if we hadn't managed such good last-ditch defending, what would the score have been? Because you can look at it either way. A lot, of, a lot of our, yeah, for sure you could, a lot of our best moments were the likes of Darrow Shea playing a through ball or Nathan Collins playing a through ball. And if you think of Scotland, they had a lot of sustained pressure in the middle third and a bit further on, their midfield players keeping the ball. You don't remember too many periods where it was our midfield saying, we're going to keep the ball a little bit and take the sting out of the game and, and make you run around. It was all quite direct and 
I don't know why we didn't exert that kind of control over Scotland for any period really. Well, it's difficult because, like you say, they were they were playing three centre halves with the two wing backs, so they will push the two wing backs up into our half and try and keep us in there. So when we win it, our best to go and hurt them straight away is to go down the jugular uh, to try and yeah. hurt them. So with that, you need to play risky passes. It has to be back to front really quickly and this, uh, the forward runs need to be sprints so that that's why in possession when we do win it we need to go and hold them that's why they build up the possession and like I, I just don't trust us when we when we start trying to play around in the back too much but I thought we were, there was like a hybrid approach last night we did play football but when the press got tight and you could feel it getting all a bit, little bit antsy just clip her over the top yeah. I mean it's no big deal it doesn't make it a long ball team you've seen Virgil van Dijk do it, you've seen Man City do it when it, when the press gets a little bit tight, just fire one over the back line and get somebody run. How big a loss has Anthony Barry been, do we think? I know it's hard to know for sure. What's our sense? Yeah, I I would argue a, a huge, huge loss as, you know, somebody who's into coaching and following coaching and looking at, at, at hearing things on the ground as to what people are, are, are doing. Um, look, he seems to have been top class. You just look at how many different people now have rated him at Chelsea. I think he's into his third different management team at Chelsea, is he? And he's, he's been retained by every one of them. Um, you read bits and pieces on him. I know he was massively impressive when when he was in doing the pro licence. Um, I, I think his thesis, a lot of them have said, is one of the best that they've, they've ever laid eyes on in there. And yeah, I think he's, I think it's, you know, you can, two and two can sometimes be five, but uh, I think in this case, I think we, I think he is a, a person who made a massive difference and I think he has been sorely missed. Yeah. We did well to get him. I wonder, was it any way for us to re- properly lock him down with it? Yeah, well, look, it's it's just the problem with those backroom roles in general, as we've seen, isn't it? You know, the, the, you know how, what do you do? Do you go and get somebody who you're likely to be able to retain for the next few years or do you go and get somebody who's one of the best around, knowing because he's one of the best around, you risk potentially losing? Mm. So, uh, final thoughts then. Your um, take on Tuesday and what it means and how you think Ireland will go? I could, I could see it could be more of a struggle um, along the lines of games like that we've seen before. Uh, I don't want to bring up Luxembourg, but uh, you know Azerbaijan games. You know that that when when we have to break down a team, mm. it's a different uh, it's we, a different proposition. Well you would actually Qatar. look what we did it very well against Qatar that night. I thought God, this is a real that, change yeah. from Irish sides, but then Yerevan happened. So yeah. Um, I think you again if we're talking about progress I think that's something you would like to see happen on Tuesday that actually that becomes Ireland are able to do that break down a team with a bit more uh, conviction and not be relying on the on the Shane Duffy last minute winner mm-hmm. um, but beyond that um, we just we, we just we keep going we keep the faith and uh I think it's 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 the best thing to the, from where Irish football was, and one of the textures said that this is the biggest transition uh, Irish football has made, and like there there is a lot to be said for like there is a lot of truth in that yeah. for so many reasons that we are bored of talking about, but there is just a lot of reasons why that's the case. They, and al- they also have to give us reason choose the night to keep the faith, Dion. Like you've used the phrase "keep the faith," like they they need to give us reason again to keep the they do and now that has and happened you know when 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 in when when kenny's been in those situations that has that has happened uh and i think it, i think it will happen again like i think the signs of the progress or the, the mm. positive things from from saturday i think you know hopefully they'll carry into into tuesday so 
you're all in agreement you're enjoying the new approach and it's much better to watch and there's been a big transition just as a, a, a specific question when you say Keith if Ireland had been horrible to watch say for instance last night they might have had a better chance of winning what were the things you saw last night which made you, which made you kind of think oh we're handing the initiative a little bit here to Scotland or we're risking not being as, as kind of effective as we would be under a more pragmatic manager what, is it the passing at the back Is it what is it yeah, sometimes passing at the back, you can although you can play out and it can look good or they can foul you, it just gets the crowd off their seat when they see even a half a press going well. So sometimes you can just clip it forward. You know, the front man can get can win a foul. You kill it. You tie your lace. You take your time. You just kill the crowd. And that sounds like Bordy on Fanning and the home crowd into submission. It is. Look, <laughs> we're playing away to Scotland. Yeah. Scotland are a better team than us. So we're not going to go there and play for 95 minutes, throw punch for punch and be OK. Because it was a great game last night. It was a great game, but we need dark arts in the game. Yeah, like When you saying. see, okay. you know, for want of a better word, these foreign players and they're on the ground and they tie their laces, they take their time. These are all the dark arts of the game that the older players have that will just waste a couple of minutes. It kills the crowd, it annoys the Scottish players. The Scottish players are getting annoyed next minute. They're flying into tackles okay. they wouldn't have done. So is the key Tracy equation, as we'll call it going forward, <laughs> the more miserable a watch the game is, the better, the higher chance Ireland have of nicking a result? I, no, like again... Trapatoni did a real number on you, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, look, I, I think it's just the, the, the managers I've had over the years. But I, there's a hybrid approach here. I'm not oh, saying I, I, I want that 100%, but the sort of a hybrid approach. Sometimes we were failed, we were putting a hand on a plane straight away. And that, that's great, we have confidence, but you need to remember we're away to Scotland and Hamden here. As well as the game might be going at the time, mm. we're away to Scotland and Pragmatic. Hamden here. But in, Tuesday, in, Tuesday, I presume, is about if you're fell, get up and. Yeah, we want pace. tempo, we, we want pass, and we want to see people breaking the lines. We want, like I say, just people on the ball. We want to be able to break them down. I don't want, you know, after 60, 70 minutes, it'd be nil all. They've hit the post from a long shot, and we're all a little bit nervous of what might happen. But then we end up winning 1 0, and everybody just moves on because this, for me, will be a real benchmark. We struggle against teams who come back and just say, we're prepared to suffer, we'll run all day, we don't really want the ball, we're happy to get a draw. Can we break them down? That's when we need a little bit of an inventive pass and this pass and not not the passes you see from A to B, something a little bit different, a little bit of stardust and that's that's where the yards could be for me. Would you make any changes to the eleven? No. I think everybody who played actually played well. There might be, you know, a couple of tired issues because like, there was so much work done by the middle three, the front two. We might want the freshener up in that sense. But I don't think anybody, maybe Matt Doherty will come out for Seamus maybe. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not a lip reading expert, but I feel when he was being substituted, he was screaming at the bench, I said I was good. Yeah. As in, they thought maybe he was flagging and he had told them he wasn't and he didn't want to come off. So he Well, if I, took, if I was on the bench and Matt said he was good, I said, well, what were you doing for that defending? Because that was not good defending. And it, it looked tired defending. When you look at that, and that's a Premier League defender playing for Tottenham. He's playing for one of the best clubs in England and he just dangles a Lego. I mean, my three-year-old boy would have went past him with that sort of thing, and it was really, really poor. So to take him off, he looked tired. Mm. And that can, I think that's probably just a bit of frustration. He's not getting the minutes he wants in his clubs. He's been, he's been took off. He knows he's been done for the fourth goal. He's probably just a little bit annoyed. The chance with his left foot, he's missed as well. So maybe then coming off, he's, he's just verbally just lost it a bit. But he's, he will be a great player for us moving forward. But we need, we need everybody playing, and that's not the case. I think there's just a little bit disjointed the squad. Even... There was a, a period in the second half against Scotland when Scotland scored and they were in the ascendancy, but we managed to just ride it and we were okay. We got through it and then the penalty came. Mm. But that was really impressive for me because Scotland, like I say, they had Hamden behind them, everything was going, and we stood up to it. And then obviously the, the, the penalty, the contentious penalty. But the, like I say, again, 
there was progression, good signs in it. Yeah, it's, it's tough being Stephen Kenny, the margins. Like you're looking yeah. at the Alan Brown penalty and you're thinking, oh my God, what can I do about that? You know, this, and then, we, and then this shapes the entire conversation. Shane, you can have final word, sum yeah. it all up. Well, just I suppose on, on the 11, I, I, would you not go Agbené, no? I, I just think Agbené is the most informed Irish yeah, player at club level at the moment. Yeah, Obafemi hasn't played a lot, yeah. Um, and Obafemi was okay. I thought he was, I wouldn't be as, maybe quite as effusive as you were on him, Dion. He, he's very hit and miss, like even the lead up to the to the goal from the corner. Poor first touch to give it away. Brilliant reaction to win it back. Then runs away with the ball. I thought made the wrong decision in going right when I thought Knight was coming around the left hand side. You know, he's he's up, he's down, he's kind of. Whereas I just think Ogbeni is flying. I'd love to see him into the side. Um, I, I think if you play Ogbeni or Obafemi, what you want from them is running onto the ball. Yeah. I would say that when we have the ball in the middle, do not bother coming in towards because we don't want you playing football in the middle. That's why the three lads are there. Run away every time they get. They will be different against uh, Armenia because they they'll have a low block. There won't be a lot of space behind them. But in general, Ogbeni and Obafemi just run behind because that's what they're good at and when you get away from people they can't catch them just use their strengths I, I think we'll be good enough choose the night Joe like it's easy to forget that like the result against Armenia was a bit of an, an anomaly like we, we bet them in almost every metric like they really really did rob us the last day to be honest yeah. like we were we were the better side and I think we will be the better side and I think if we you know if we perform I don't think we'll, we'll be unlucky as unlucky as we were the last time round against them yeah well, Keith says it's a relegation battle. Well, it is. Well, uh, in theory, they're beating five nil by Ukraine. Yeah. Well, now look, these these do have some decent players. We will. We there will be periods in the game where we have to defend well. I just uh, there's so many, I think it's Barsic Yang on the wing. There's so many de- like half decent players out there. The boy who scored against us, the the heavy set fella, he he's really decent. Got a great left foot. So we, we need to look after these boys. I, although you look at them and you think, ah, oh, we'll be fine here. You need to switch on. These are the games that. You know, a younger head can prop up and think, that's Armenia at home, we beat this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This is when you need to be professional. Everybody wants to be a footballer, but not everybody wants to be a professional footballer. This is what will set the professionals away from just your everyday footballers turning no, up against Armenia. Very fair point. So uh, we'll reconvene at some stage, but thank you all for popping in here on a Sunday. Keith Tracy, Republic of Ireland International, Dion Fanning, the Currency Associate Editor and Cove Ramblers Manager, Shane Keegan. Gents, thanks, Mill. Appreciate it. Cheers. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.